Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Uh, this morning, I'm actually in New Smyrna Beach. Just got in last night. Me, Kickstart Mike, and Knives Made by Nick just drove from Texas the past two days. Uh, we stopped in Metairie, and uh, man, we got to show the guys the race bike. Done. Tattoo. Tattoo Troubadour Alan Wayne Nichols knocked the fucking paint job out of the park, man. It's like simple and to the point. Black with some beautiful red striping. And then he hand numbered the plates and uh, put B&B Racing in on them. And it's sick. They turned out rad. So we got to show the guys that. They fucking cooked us up a bunch of shrimp and fucking potatoes and garlic and Dude, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, we got in last night and got a big fucking welcoming from JoJo, Dirty Dick, Nick from Mad Pen, and all the fucking ladies. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Randall got us set up down here at the Hampton. Somehow he picked out the hotel with all the knuckleheads in the parking lot. <laughs> it's pretty fucking wild. I can't wait to meet whoever is riding these beautiful bikes. Uh, but Zach drove from from LA in his van with uh, his a couple of choppers and he went by Clean's place in Las Vegas and picked up one of his choppers and swung by the shop there on Tin Top and we got to sit down and record a podcast. Uh, it was a beautiful thing and and that's today's show. What was really cool is later on that evening we went by Browns. It was me, Nick, David Brown, uh, Jake, Corey and kickstart Mike, and dude you guys are gonna love that it's gonna take me a minute to to edit that one so that'll be next week probably but uh man i'm really looking forward to this week in daytona it's not even a week this weekend i'll be at the track all day today uh just trying to break in this motor nice and get the gearing figured out and just get comfortable on this half mile bank track so that's rad fucking zach is going to be competing in the Old Man Bowl Jam down in Tampa tonight. So I wish we were going to be meeting him up for that, but won't be happening. Uh, anyways, let's get into this show. All right, that was... Extermination Day with Thou Shalt Not Hassle. I imagine Zach's over in Milwaukee, Milwaukee for Mama Tried this weekend. Uh, hopefully, if you're not in Daytona, that's where you're going to be at. Uh, Flat Out Friday is tonight, and uh, Mama Tried the next couple of days, so don't fuck around. If you're down in Daytona, we'll be at New Smyrna today and tomorrow, Sunday at True Grit, and Monday. The Choppers Magazine and FXR Bazaar Chopper and FXR Show presented by Harley Davidson at the Daytona International Speedway, MC by fucking this guy right here. And uh, dude, I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. We uh, we started working on the this like the the playlist that's going to be playing when I'm not talking on the way here and. Dude, we're going to have so much fucking fun. Choppers Magazine and FXR Bazaar put together $3,000 in suspension and parts from Paco to give away all the entries. And uh, it's going to be a great fucking time. And I'm really looking forward to that. And if you're going to be here all week, you got 
uh, Wednesday there's a or Tuesday a party at the Cotton Patch. Tuesday, fuck, look up fucking Ricky Bongos. He's got the the Wild Vegas party. Thursday's tropical time. We drove by the tattoo shop, showed the boys where that was at on the way in for the show on Wednesday at Willie's. And then Friday is Boogie East at Annie Oakley's Saloon, presented to you by Lowbrow Customs. Got to take the guys by that spot too, man. Uh, Nick and uh, Nick and Mike, this is our first trip here. So we already did a little tour. Took them to eat at Giuseppe's Pizza. And, uh, yeah, Randall got to go with us there. He hadn't seen the other spots yet, but... Dude, it's already happening. We haven't even been here 24 hours. And I'm up. It's fucking... I woke up at 4 thinking it was 5 back home. But really, it was 3 back home. And now I'm already drinking fucking coffee. So, you know, it works out perfect. So I can put out this podcast. But the next big event is going to be the Texas Fandango in Fredericksburg, Texas. April 1st through the 3rd. And I think that's the right date. I don't have any list in front of me. so. But if you wanted to come to Texas and check out the Hill Country at any point, this is going to be the time to do it. Uh, the fairgrounds in, uh, in Fredericksburg, it's the oldest ones in Texas. They're going to be a swap meet, flat track racing, chopper drags, the outbound train is playing, the chopper corral show. You can enter your chopper. It's going to be sick. The riding's great. The people are great. The food's great. It's, dude, it's a no-brainer. So I hope that I see you there for that. And, uh, dude, I don't have anything else in front of me. So, wait a second. I don't, but guess what? This show is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month, dude, we feature a different shop from around the country, somebody that's uh, helped me or a friend out along the way, or is just doing rad things that we think needs to be highlighted. Uh, this month's featured shop is Vitsy Boys out of North Dakota. And uh, if you weren't signed up by the first, unfortunately, you're not going to get this month's T-shirt. But that doesn't mean you can't sign up now and get next month's T-shirt. I'll be releasing, uh, I shall tell you right now, it's going to be fucking Boston Billy. It's going to be B&B Racing next month. So don't fuck up and not get signed up, dude. Those guys are bad. They fucking built me a fucking sweet motor for this race bike, and I cannot wait to go ride it today. Uh, but each month, each shirt is like a limited one-off T-shirt that you can only get through MC Shop Tees. The shirts come with a postcard with the art on it that tell you about the shop, where they're located, what they specialize in, and how you can get a hold of them. So go to mcshoptees.com right now and sign up. Uh, you can also support the show by going to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, and there's a menu with a Patreon support link where you can donate 5 bucks a month to keep this show on the road, dude. Keep me burning up race gas, man. Uh, riding choppers around and talking to these fucking fine folks. And uh, to show my support, dude, I reached out to Lowbrow, man, and Lowbrow is going to hook up somebody with a $100 gift card every month. I draw the name at some point during the month. I've been doing this for two years now. We've given away a lot of money uh, for people to spend at Lowbrow on your choppers, keeping your shit on the road. It's where I go when I need to keep my shit on the road. They take care of me, and they can take care of you as well. Check them out, lowbrowcustoms.com. That idea was all born out of knives made by Nick, donating knives to give away, man. We gave away over 20-something knives, and it's a fucking beautiful thing. He always keeps me loaded up on the hip, and he can take care of you as well. He's a master craftsman, so 
thank you, Nick. And he's just like always there when I need him. So it's a beautiful thing to have him around. Check him out at Knives Made by Nick. He just released, uh, debuted a new website, launched it yesterday. I guess that's the word. And uh, he's got knives for sale on there that you can buy right now, which is not normal. Normally, you have to wait months to get a knife from Nick. Well, he uh, he stacked up some knives to uh, launch this website. So go check it out, knivesmadebynick.com. And you can uh, see these beautiful masterpieces. Um, one more show I want to tell you about is Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. That's right, Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. That is May 22nd through the 25th, I believe. And uh, if you want to buy tickets, you can put in Danger Dan at checkout, and it'll give you $15 off your tickets. Now, on top of that, whoever rides the furthest to Tennessee and convinces me that they rode the furthest to Tennessee and used Danger Dan when they checked out, I will reimburse you the full cost of your ticket. So that's pretty fucking badass, right? Um, It's a sweet show, dude. It's the home of the Bling Cycles Invitational. Uh, They got music. The riding's beautiful. Loretta's Ranch is beautiful. I'm going to try out some new podcast things while I'm there. And uh, it's always a family reunion going to Tennessee. So I hope that you can come meet us there. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I got more things in the work the rest of the year. But right now, let's get into this podcast with Zach. All right, back on. Okay, we're rolling. So you met Clean last year like I did. Yeah, so I met Clean last year at JoJo's house. And, uh, and all I knew was, I mean, you see him, and he's like just big, huge, tattooed dude. You know, he's, he's got that, that look. He, he, if you're in the room with him, you know he's in there. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, you know, big personality dude. There's a lot of big personalities at JoJo's house. JoJo's house. Well, there's fucking... <laughs> You, 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 you scan the room and you see Clean, you see Big Joe, you see Dirty Dick Nick, you're there, the Haints boys are all there. A whole lot of personality in the house. Jo- Jojo. <laughs> Jojo. Whole, whole lot of uh, alpha male scumbags in the room. Yeah, but all the nicest people, too. All, all of them. Yeah. Every single one of those dudes, a 2 a.m. phone call, I need help. And they're like, I'm on the way. Yeah. But um, so I met Clean... And it's like, and I heard he was a tattooer, and you know, he, I heard he had done a TV show and all that. But I don't know anything about him. Okay, cool. He's, you know, he's a good dude. We had fun. Uh, uh, we did the strip club, we did the chopper shit. You know, it was cool. Um, so I go out to his house to scoop up this bike uh, on the way out here because I'm taking his bike out out to to Daytona. And uh, uh, damn, his <laughs> compound. <laughs> you know? Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's got cool shit, man. Yeah. Between uh, hot rods and bikes and then, like, getting, you know, just us hanging out for a couple hours and, like, oh, yeah, you're a hell of a fabricator and a builder and a painter and uh, obviously the tattoo thing is going okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> That's just impressive setup, man. Oh, yeah. Which bike did you get of his? That knuckle that he just put together? No, man. So he was all, he was all jazzed up on the knuckle and he got it all, all dialed in and running and then his, then like he found a crack in the case. This is like, I'm an hour outside of Vegas, and he finds a crack in the case, tries to weld it up, but can't get like, <laughs> can't get real good penetration on it because it's just a fucking a an oily mess. Yeah. yeah. And so last minute he ends up uh, sending his panhead, and uh, 
like, you know, uh, I, and it's still, he's like, yeah, I got it, my backup bike, the panhead, and the bike's incredible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so good. <laughs> oh, but it's like, uh, oh, that's awesome. Fa, you know, fat tanks and a Springer and, and like low rider style, just classic traditional panhead. So fucking nice. Um, but yeah, man, his whole setup's just like, dude, dude's killing it. You know, it's kind of one of those where it's like, everybody's like, I want that. Did he get the Bronco put together? I know he was like trying to get a couple of pieces. I don't know if it's done, but it's super nice. It's fucking rad. Yeah, it? it's super nice. Uh, he's got an old van that's like full show. Yeah, uh, that that one's nice. Uh, he's got a, uh, and I'm not car. I'm not like a car guy, but uh, I don't, he's got another like low rider that's on bags that's in his garage that everything is immaculate, fucking yeah. shown, show clean. And we had a whole conversation about like, you know the the dirty bike thing or like the survivor look. And he's like, at some point he's like, I just want to have clean, nice shit. And he's like, uh, I can't remember. He said something. I can't remember the exact verbiage. But basically he's just like, I'm a little older now. And he's like, I've got, you know, got my shit together. And I was like, I want my stuff to look nice. I can afford nice things. I'm a good builder. I can build nice things. And it's like, I want my shit to look nice. Man, I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows. What's funny is I started having that thought Something similar after seeing Joe's panhead out in fucking Florida. Big Joe's, the weed leaf yeah. one. That, oh, I dude. was just like, man, I, I want a fucking set of polished cases. I want a shiny motor, you know? Like, dude. The, the thing with polished cases is you put up the money up front to get your cases polished, but once they're done, they don't really get dirty. Because, they clean easier, well, too. Because, well, because you sanded out all the porosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You take a polished motor and you go on some thousand mile hell ride through whatever and you get this thing filthy and you wipe it all down and then you're back to polished. A stock motor, all that porosity that's in the surface absorbs dirt, grease and oil and all that bullshit. And so your motor takes on that dirty color. Even when it's clean, it has that dirty stained color because the porosity in that cast iron absorbs that shit. Yep. Once it's polished to a mirror, you fucking baby wipe that shit off and it's nice again. But your polisher is going to charge you X number X number of dollars with a lot of zeros to get it yeah. done. Yeah, I got so Randall's chopper here, this panhead. It's got the polish cases, and I'm like, fuck, we probably need to have this transmission polished too to sit right behind it. But even even with that one, so like that one was polished, but it wasn't polished to a mirror. Like that one is, you know, a short It'll take, a, a yeah. short amount of time away from having that mirror finish. Yeah. Um, that's an old, old polished job. Yeah. Do you know uh, Al that has Ice House Polishing in Virginia? No. I don't, I don't think he's currently taking on work. I know at, at one point he put something up of like, he had backburnered his, his projects for so long because he was doing on, taking on so much polishing work. He put something out like probably like two years ago. It was like, oh, he's going to start taking on polishing work. And I think he was pretty affordable. And like it all just started flooding in. Like, half the bikes at Born Free last year were all polished by Al in Virginia. Like, all the SoCal dudes were sending their shit out to him because he, he's damn. the best and he was affordable. Uh, but, uh, dude, just take the crustiest dog shit looking parts or motors or whatnot and turn them into just ice. Like, looks like you have your cases chromed. His shit's so nice. That's ridiculous. But maybe one day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever stop riding mine long enough to do anything about it. It's the hard thing, man. That and, uh, well, I mean, you have brand new paint on your, uh, have you scratched it yet? I hit a fucking truck. Oh, I saw that. But you didn't scratch the paint. You hit a truck. 
but you didn't scratch the paint. Isn't that insane? Also, I really, really enjoyed that video. Uh, actually, the tank got dented. There's, oh, okay. there's a little flake, but you can't see it unless okay. you like get on your fucking hands and knees. And if you're on your hands and knees looking at my bike, you know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know Man, I was so you. disappointed because that was at Loretta's. Yeah. Uh, the TMMR at Loretta Lens Ranch. Dude, that, that event... Was that your first time there last year? I didn't go last year. Oh, you weren't. It but was just I, your girl was there, My right? girl was there, but, and, but I've, been, I've been the two years prior. I thought that was like the secret you that You were there I, two years prior. I okay. thought that was like my secret event that nobody else knew about. Uh, I've gone, I went for the two years prior, and I'm like, it's the best thing. It's the best event of the year. And I was telling everyone I know about it, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. But like, no one would go. Uh, I love that event. Yeah. So I went three years ago. Uh, to go, a friend of mine, uh, she was helped setting up, as Danielle V, uh, she was doing like an art exhibit there, and she had told me about it, so I rode up from Florida to go up and, and see her and do the event and all that, and that's where I met Sarah, my girlfriend. Which she oh, was, that's where you met her? I was met there? her at the event. Okay. And uh, she was working at the Creek Bar, and that, like... Was for, that the year that the... Uh the fucking banjo band, the fucking bluegrass band was playing? Yes. Aren't those guys fucking so good. bad, dude? So good. Um, so I went in in the afternoon. Uh, at some point in the afternoon, I walked into the creek bar, and I was just like, uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, super pretty girl bartending, and she's a sweetheart, and uh, hung out and had a beer, and uh, I think I bought the first one, and... I was getting ready to leave, and she like bought me a second one to stay and started talking to her. And I'm like, this is going well. And uh, uh, at the end of her shift, at, like, I hung out for a couple hours, and then the creek bar was usually open from like 12 to 4 yeah, type deal. Yeah, had like an afternoon segment yeah. and then the late night segment. Dude, those girls work hard. Or at least with her and her shift, she, she would work the creek bar like 12 to 4, and then it shuts down from like four to midnight, and then she would work again from like midnight to four type deal. To when people quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe my times are off a little bit, but either way, at 4 p.m. or maybe it's 6 p.m. or something like that, uh, she let me take her up to her cabin and like drop her off. And uh, uh, I think I got to kiss her at the cabin, but she's like, you can't come in. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, but she's like, but I'm working at the creek bar at midnight. And I'm like, okay, well... So then I was, I was camping there, and uh, so for the next two days, I was going to the creek bar to hang out with her during the day shift, hang out there, because I was there on my own, hang out during the day, and then I was going back to my tent at like 8 o'clock at night to, to sleep from like 8 to midnight <laughs> and waking up at midnight so I could go hang out with her at the bar you know, for the whole shift there. And I ended up, uh, I was there for two or three days, and... Uh, you know, ended up getting her phone number there and kind of like was in the DMs for, for six months to a year, <laughs> just going like, just, just trying, you know. Uh, yeah, where are you going to be at next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, she's working Sturgis. I could go to Sturgis, <laughs> you know. I could, I could go to Daytona. And, uh, and then at some point, you know, we started, I was doing a, when I started hanging out with the the Haints a good bit, and all the Birmingham boys, uh, 
once I got into Birmingham, now I'm halfway to Nashville. So uh, it kind of worked out. Or I was delivering a bike to Mama Tried. I think that's where we ended up. I was delivering a bike to Mama Tried that I built for a friend of mine and stayed with her in Nashville one night on the way up to Mama Tried and then started making Tennessee trips where I would get off work on Friday night, drive up to Birmingham, do Friday evening with the Haints boys in Birmingham and then drive up to Nashville at two in the morning when she gets off work and I don't know, step with her there for the weekend. So back to Tennessee. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I met her at that event and then uh, it's just the fucking best event, man. So I'm gonna try something new this year. Okay. So, you know, at events like that, there's a lot going on everywhere all the time. Uh Nobody really knows, you know, where to be. It's kind of like, you know, you're either hanging out with your boys or, I don't know, there's not a lot of direction, right? Because there's so much going on. There's music, you got the wall, you got the racing, you got Bill's show in the barn, Mm -hmm. and then the riding. So I was like, man, this event, you know, like an MC that talked to everybody. We can't have like a microphone that talks to the whole fucking campground, right? right you know, right. like a salute your shorts type deal with, you know. Like, so see, I started see, thinking. there's a reference that a lot of people aren't going to get. Right. It's <laughs> uh, like, what if I did like a morning radio show there, like a podcast? So each night, what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to do like a daily recap. Okay. And then what's going on the next day, you know, like. Mm-hmm. The Chopper Show or the fucking, the, uh, whatever Jeff Holt does, the V-Twin Bagger. V-Twin Visionary. Yeah, the, bag, you know, and, and, and tell everybody what's going on the next day, mm-hmm. what time the things are happening, a recap of the day before and put it out each morning. That way when people wake up, they can download a little 30-minute clip and hear about what's going on that day at Loretta Lens. If you have service. Well, that's, <laughs> that, that is a key thing. Uh Honestly, one of the things I really like about that venue. Yeah, is you don't have service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, go, you go to the bar, and there's 500 people hanging out, not one of them looking at their phones. I like that a whole lot. That is true. Yeah. Um, but no, I like that idea a whole lot. That would be super cool. See how it goes. Uh, but yeah, man, for, for two years, I thought, uh, I loved that event. I told everybody about it, and everyone's... Like, yeah, that sounds cool, and no one went. I mean, when I heard and Loretta then, Lynn's, the first year Bacon told me about mm-hmm. it, he was like, hey, I, you know, my buddy Bill's doing a show mm-hmm. at Loretta Lynn's Ranch. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Like, that was, <laughs> there's a party at Loretta Lynn's. Absolutely. Like, I'm fucking going. So then last year was the first year I lived in California, and uh, uh, Pat and April were out there racing, and Miles went up, Chopper Chug Liam was there, uh, of course, you were out there, and I'm like, man, I, Jeff Holt came, and I was like, all of my friends are there. Uh, I was like, I've been there the last two years, and then this is the first year I haven't been, and all of my friends are there this year. I was like, man, that sounds great. Yeah, I've been there since the fucking since the first year. We rode the Panheads up, slept right there on the creek. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only people there were vendors. Yep. We were like, we just went on. Everybody just shut down their booths during the day and rode because there's nobody. There, there. was nobody uh-huh. there. <laughs> Was it that, was, I mean, there was people there, but it wasn't like it is now, you know? Dude, I didn't know you at the time, but I remember watching you ride the track uh, on the panhead and, like, drifting around the corner. You know, that painting that's over the, over the couch? Yeah. Of, like, I, you know, and that shit photo was, like, I remember watching that happen and going, like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but that's gnarly. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love riding that bike on the dirt. It looked like it. Dude. Yeah, and then I built a... Yeah, I built the sport, the first Sportster hooligan bike, 
Mm-hmm. Because most places weren't like that. It was like, no, hooligan, you can't have your, you can't have your chopper out here on the hooligan track. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is for... Yeah. I was like, fuck, this is hooligan. This you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just, all like, fine, I'll fucking build a bike, you know? Well, it went but from... But never did I ever get as comfortable on that Sportster... As you are on the As camera. I am on my chopper. It's just, it, it, yeah. It just, it just feels it right. It never happened. The, that whole series, the, the whole hooligan race series got real serious real fast. It was like... It did. Dudes, dudes on Sportsters. I don't know. Uh, I remember going to Mama Tried five, six years. Whatever the first... Because I've been to almost, almost all the Mama Trieds. Fuck, it's been going on for like 10 plus years. It's been going on a long time. Uh, I think they're at, yeah, I don't know, eight, nine. Because I, I went on tour with a band up there... On my, on my twin cam. Okay. And yeah. I, the bar we were playing at, the guy who was running the bar, dude, I rode, so I rode up there. This was in November. Oh, I'm no. on my fucking bike up there. And the band was telling me it was a terrible idea. Yeah, it is a terrible idea. I wasn't taking, I didn't, you know. Anyway, so when I rode into this bar, it was, it was the Wisco in Madison. Uh-huh. And, dude, I got there, and I'm fucking frozen, dude, like, my hands are stuck like this. I park outside the bar, go inside. The band's not there yet. it's 16 degrees. And, and I'm drinking beer with both hands, just like. <laughs> and uh, this dude walks in. I'll never forget his name was Danny. He had on a black leather biker jacket. And he just yells at the bartender. He's like, there's a fucking bike out there with Texas plates. Who is it? And he looks at the bar and sees me, you know, <laughs> you look fucking little- <laughs> using two hands to grab my beer. And he was just like, oh, it was you. you know? <laughs> Comes up, strikes a conversation, gives me a bag of cocaine as a welcome gift. <laughs> He's like, you need this right now. I'm like, oh, this place is so sick. <laughs> well, come to find out, and I don't remember the guy's name, but that bartender, I didn't know it. He had a, his panhead was parked out back. Cool. And he told me about this show that his buddies put on in the middle of the winter called Mama Tribe. So you were in town and didn't know the show. Well, it wasn't in November. Oh. I mean, yeah, this, I was in November. That show was, oh, okay. that he, show was in February. So he's telling me about then. February. Okay, okay. I'm and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I wasn't real familiar with choppers at that point. Or like yeah. the culture. Like I rode by myself. Like yeah. I didn't have, I had some old friends back here that I would ride with at on the weekends. At that point, you were just like, I just love motorcycles. I just rode my bike Yeah, okay, cool. cool. And uh, anyways, he told me about it. The next day we went on a ride. He was on his panhead. And uh, I was like, fuck, this is cool. We, we, I, the next gig was in Chicago, I think. So I, we, he rode with me to Milwaukee. Cool. And then I kept going. But yeah, he took me to the museum, downtown Milwaukee. And I wish to God I knew who that guy was. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know his name. I just know he worked at the Wisco, had a panhead, and uh, I'm assuming you've asked around. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. But he's that was in Madison. You said Madison. I don't even know anyone from Madison because I was like, you know, of course, I was like, I know half a dozen people in in Milwaukee. He's like, you could probably figure it out in that town. There's only so many dudes that have panhead. And I haven't asked around too much, but every yeah. time I talk about it on the podcast, I'm like, maybe. Well, if you know someone in Madison, Wisconsin. Old timer, it's got a pan head. It wasn't an old timer, dude. Oh, just a young dude. Are you, I mean, he was maybe uh, a little older than me at the okay. time. So any anyone that knows anyone with a pan head, reach out to Dan yeah. in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> that worked at the Wisco. The Wisco is a hilarious place. What year was this? This was like 2012. Okay, so 2011. Worked, worked at the Wisco in 2012 who owned a pan The bathroom. Head. Dude, they had like this, they would do these flat top burgers, and it was just grease from, you know, <laughs> hundreds of years, it seemed like. The burgers were great. And then the bathroom set up, like the boys' bathroom didn't have a lock on it. Okay. But the girls' bathroom did. 
for good reason. And it was only a one holer, you know. See, when you see three dudes walking out of the girls' bathroom or going into the girls' bathroom, <laughs> you fucking jumped in line, dude. You know, <laughs> you made some friends. That rules. Oh yeah, we played that place a couple times. It's just a little dive bar in the middle of a neighborhood. But that's how I first learned about Mama Tried. Okay. And uh, and that was yeah. So it's been going on. Since then, 10 plus years has got to be. It's got to be. A, a, and they never, I don't, now that I'm thinking about it, they never say like, this is Mama Tried 8, or I don't know that I've heard. Fuck, I just did a podcast with Jeremy, and I don't know that we've ever. Flat Out Friday, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I went up, I don't, I don't think I went to the first one. I think I went to the second one. And that would have been seven years ago or something like that. And I remember going to Flat Out Friday. Because uh, I go every I go every every year with my uh, with my dad because I fly home to Middle Illinois and then he and I drive up because it's like six hours or something and I remember being at Flat Out Friday and when they did the uh, the inappropriate class yeah. and them talking about like anybody can do this you know all of you sitting in the, in the, in the stadium or in the th- seats or whatever it's like you could be doing this all you have to do is reach out to us and I was just like I I want to do this this is Everybody's riding goofy bikes, wearing goofy costumes, looking like they're having the best time. I want to do that. So the next year, uh, I flew, uh, I put my, my Sportster. I drove my Sportster up in the truck, and uh, that was the rule. You had to have a costume, and you have to like ride, you know, uh, obviously not a race bike. So I had my Sportster chopper, and I had this Thor costume with like big poofy, <laughs> big poofy muscles and a cape. Perfect. And, uh, uh, and I went up and I wrote it, and uh, uh, dude, I had so much fun. And uh, then I ended up, I found out having a cape is a bad idea, because my my cape actually got caught in my sprocket and locked up my wheel, and oh, I ended fuck. up like it pulled the cape into the sprocket and like locked the wheel, and I ended up sliding out and all this. But dude, I had you know Evo Sportster, they're they're just fine. Pick it right back up, keep on going. But, uh, man, I had the most fun. It's a fun event, man. I'm going to miss it this weekend. Or ne- yeah, this coming weekend. Uh, I think it's here it's just in a couple days. It's, yeah. yeah, it's Friday. Uh, I mean, but I, I don't know. I just went to the one, obviously, uh, you know, last year was weird. Hold but on, yeah. dude. I got to take a fucking piss. Yeah. You're up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm up? All right. You're up. got to entertain the crowd. Oh, God. So, yeah, I went, to, uh, I went to the one last year, or I guess just a few months ago, and uh, did did the full deal of you know flat out Friday and the show and went to the museum and all that. Uh, but yeah, when they're doing so, they did the one a couple months ago and then getting back on schedule of doing it in February like normal. But if it's during Daytona, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna do Daytona. <laughs> Dude, Bike Week forever. So I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I just did it three months ago, so I'm going to Daytona. So, but it's good that they're back on schedule, and come next February, yeah, I'll be back on. Well, I'll be going for sure again. But you know, if the option is be cold in Milwaukee or be warm in Florida, the op- Florida always. No, it's not tough at all. Not even a little bit. You want to? Sp- yeah, it's tough to not pick Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So I w- let's I w- talk about that because a lot of people have a holdup with of going to like 
bike week. Oh man. Or sturge. I like where this conversation's you know, going. Like, People like there's just a hold up in the you know you know who in has, the chopper I was, community. I was just I was just talking. I had this conversation with somebody like two days ago. Now I can't remember who it was. Anyone who has that hesitation? Oh yeah, Daytona. Oh yeah, that's that's lame. Uh, Sturgis. It's my my only response. You've never been, have you? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, oh, I was at Olive Street. Uh, my buddy, my buddy Mike has Olive Street Specials in Ventura. It's like two blocks from my house, and I, I'm working on my bikes there with uh, my buddy who does like a full time thing there. Anyway, we were talking about it, and it said anybody who has that hesitation or has anything negative to say about Daytona or Sturgis, you've never been there. Because right now, if you and me, if we ride down the road and we go to the local gas station and we buy a six pack of beer. You and me can sit in the parking lot and we can have a good time. Yeah. And if it's you and me and four of our buddies and we ride to another town and we sit down in the gas station parking lot and we hang out, we can have a good time. So if, if we can have a good time there, we can have a good time anywhere. So you're telling me that we're going to go to Daytona Beach, even if, even if it is because, you know, all the apprehension is like, oh, well, you know, doctors and lawyers. Bunch and, of leather daddies. Yeah, ba- all the baggers and this and this and that. And of like, now, is there, is there lame shit at Sturgis? Is the traffic bad? Are the cops bad at Sturgis and Daytona? Yeah, of course. But, like, we're going to be in a motorcycle environment with our friends. What if our friends are 40, 50 of our friends? You're telling me we're not going to have the best time? Like... Dude, we didn't have to leave JoJo's last year. No. It's like we're hanging out. But you do have to leave JoJo's. Well, of course. It's Spike Week. Well, yeah, of course. You gotta go have pizza at his spot, too. (laughs) We are definitely going to Giuseppe's. Uh, But yeah, man, it's like, dude, all of your friends are in one place. And even if it's the the lamest shit ever, we're gonna have a great time. And then now, Dude, there's a chopper show like every single day this this week. There's I think there's ten days and there's twelve shows. Yeah. Um, it's like, dude, dude, no matter what, you're gonna have a good time. But if we get all of our friends together and we can go do cool shit, and then we can go to the beach, and then we can go to have gi- you been to the beach when you're at Daytona? Last year I have. Uh, last year I didn't. <laughs> uh, I have. Uh, uh, <coughs> dude, you gotta get. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday. And I was like, we have to go specifically because last year I didn't go. Because you can go ride on the beach. But I was talking to uh, Nico Voigt, the, the photographer, yeah, uh, who's like one of my best friends. I was like, dude, we have to make a point to ride to the beach just because we didn't last year. Yeah. Like, I just want to go. T- I want to go put my yeah, bike. I think Robbie and, uh, oh, what's his name? The fucking, uh, the bass player from Austin. Oh, shit, I just drew a blank. Used to play with... Uh, which oh, he was on a Dyna. He rode in with us. Oh, okay. What was his name? Fuck. Uh, he used to play with one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. And now I can't even think of that guy's name, so. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at him. Oh, my gosh. I just read a book that had this guy in it. All right, well, then this is on you. This is definitely <laughs> on me, dude. Holy shit. Uh. Eric Rock, uh, Rocky Erickson. Okay. Oh, oh, Rock. Okay. What the fuck was the kid's name? Oh, well. They went and rode on the fucking beach. And I yeah. was like, God damn it. Another year goes by and I didn't ride on the beach in Daytona. All right. Because well, there's not many beaches left that you can ride on. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know I there mean, were specific ones. Well, I mean, like I'm talking about in the country. Oh, you okay. know, like well, I was like, yeah, the Daytona one because under the sand uh, is pavement. That's the reason you can take your cars and trucks and shit out. Really? That's at least what I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. That's what I heard. But I know, uh, like, if you're in Florida, like, if you're in the beach, or if you're in, like, Pensacola, Florida, the beach that I lived on, you cannot, uh, there's nothing stopping you from taking your bike out. Oh, it's legal to go out there. It's not legal, but, like, if you do, it just sinks. Yeah. It doesn't work. Uh, law, Law aside, if you take your motorcycle on the beach, it does not work. You just sink. But well, in, if you go fast enough, you don't. Well, you know, maybe that was my problem. <laughs> uh, but I've taken bikes on the beach to like, you know, we shot a show class years ago or like do whatever. And it's like, you can put your bike on the beach, but it just keeps sinking in the sand. Yeah, you can't stop on the beach. That's your problem. Uh, yeah. You, gotta, you just have to keep going. Um, but in Daytona, it, it works. I, I don't know. But I, 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 I want to go do that. So I was talking to Nick. And we're like, we're doing a, uh, it's like me and Nick and Robbie, and it was like the, the fucking Road Dogs crew. I was like, we're doing Road Dogs Ride to the Beach. We're, we're doing that. I don't know what day. I don't know when. Wait a second. You have a crew called the Road Dogs crew? Oh, it's Nick and Robbie's uh, uh, Road Dogs. Dude. That's uh, the Road Dogs, dude. Road Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and Robbie printed these shirts. I think they've done a couple of them. Now, Nick. Nick Nico, Nico, Nico Voigt. Nico Voigt. And then Robbie. Sleazy Rider Robbie. Okay. The long, long CB chopper. I think I'm wearing the shirt. I am. Oh, you're wearing the road, road dog dogs. Road <laughs> I remember did, seeing this. Did you shirt. see this? It's got the fucking dog riding a chopper and the dog behind showing all eight of its tits. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those are those are those are my boys, man. I fucking love those guys. Like they came, they've come to California and stayed with me a couple times. We did Mexico uh, last year. We did a Utah trip two years ago. Um, but yeah, that's just like the Florida, the Florida crews. That's that's the road dogs, road dogs crew. But yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to the beach. He and I were talking about this yesterday, two days ago. We're making a point to go to the beach specifically because we don't take time to go to the beach. Yeah, I think Sunday. That's what day I'm gonna ride. Well, to let's the beach. do it. That's that's the day then. We'll do yeah, it. Yeah, Sunday's a good day, and then go to Warren Show, True Grit. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. I'm fucking in. I've got, I've already got California sand on my bike. I get some Florida sand up there. Dude, I got some serious mud on my chopper right now. And I took it up. I was going to clean it a while back. And then I uh, thought you always had mud on your chopper. Well, I've never seen it not kicked I, The in last mud. mud incident was like, I mean, I ba- the whole only thing sticking out was the air cleaner and the handlebars. <laughs> I mean, I dropped it in a fucking mud puddle. You know what'll keep uh, you know what'll keep a panhead from leaking? Pack a little bit of mud in, under those seals. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it might look that way for a minute. <laughs> yeah, mud, I'm gonna be in I'm gonna water. be in sand mode after going to Supercross Saturday night. So I'm down on That's Sunday. That's the speedway, right? Yeah, I've never been to that. I want to do that. Oh, dude, it's so sick! You ride your choppers into the infield. Yeah? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, all right, I'm doing it. It's so sick. Because I'm getting in the town. In the, in the, it, the infield's a party. You know, there's people camped out there for yeah. the whole bike. I mean, it's yep. just like an RV ground. So they're, I mean. Well, then, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing super cross. on. Because I'm going to Tampa Friday night for a uh, for skate thing at Skate Park of Tampa. I was talking about earlier. I'm doing that Friday night, and then Saturday morning I'm getting up. Skate Park of Tampa, what, they're throwing a party there? Yeah, they're having like a bowl contest Friday night oh, for, for the, the Old Man Bowl Jam, all old guy no skate way. contest. So you're in? I'm, I'm finally in. It, there's a 30 to 39, because I, I, I was living there when I was 20 to 22, 
And they were having that event back then, and I was, you know, I was 20. And uh, <coughs> so there's a 30 to 39 class. Do you have to ride your bike there? Uh, what? That'd be sick if it was part of the competition. Like, <laughs> you have to be 30 to be, 39. You have to ride very, your chopper to the event. It would be a very narrow window of participants. But yeah, there's a, 30, a, a 30s class, a 40s class, and a 50s class. But uh, I'm, I actually get to be part have of Have you comp competed before? Not in a really long time. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to see my friends for the most part. And uh, so then... What so, kind of bowl is it? Hold on, we're not just going to breeze uh, over this. Five foot high. It's like the best fucking bowl, dude. It's so perfect. It's a five foot high. I, I guess uh, it's not a kidney. I don't know what you call it. There's like... it's. Two 45 degree hips. So there's like this this bowl here, and then a 45 degree hip, and then a 45 degree elbow. I don't know. It's kind of like heart shaped, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's five foot high. Perfect transitions. The coping's perfect all around. Um, it, it was the creature bowl for years and years. It was all painted like the walls were green with creature logos. They sponsored it. Uh, but the bowl's perfect. It's like the best bowl in the country. It's so good. Um, That's but, a bold statement right there. Uh. Yeah, fight me. It's my favorite bowl. That's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, dude, I got one down the street. Man, if I had more time, we'd go skate it. It's fucking. You might not have time. One. I'm gonna hit that before I go out of town. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, my kids. Fucking dude, we don't go to the skate park enough. That's how. That's how they always feel. We go three times in one week, and they're like, not enough. Not enough. Hey, cool. That's the right attitude. It is. So I'm gonna do that Friday night, and then Saturday morning, make the drive over to Daytona. Uh, go to JoJo's house, unload, you know, get clean his bike, pull my bikes out, and then uh, hang out, come meet up with you, do uh, and that's the Bill Billy Lane is Saturday, right? Sons of Speed. In Sons of Speed is Saturday, yeah. In New Smyrna. Supposedly, we're racing in the morning. Okay, so I'm not making that. Yeah, that's, he said we'd, I'd be done by like two or four. Okay. All right, well, I guess it depends on what time. I get yeah, JoJo's the serving fucking pizza to the racers. In, and that's in New Smyrna? That's yeah. That's and that's Billy way. Lane's Sons of Speed, like 100-year-old bikes, right? Yeah. Man, that sounds cool. Except for that one. Right. So they have a 45 class now. This is new. Are I guess you, they did it last year. What year is that, 45? Four, well, it's a, it says 42, but apparently they like mark 42 through like 44, like through the war. Okay. 40, like oh, all those they years marked 42 just, just forever. I do know, at least not with flatheads, but I know with knuckleheads, 43 is like a super, super rare year. Yeah. Because um, they weren't making a lot of knuckleheads. Well, yeah, because everything was going to the war effort. Yeah. I think there was like a hundred, uh, like a hundred of them that actually went to civilians. And uh, a buddy of mine actually got one and is putting it together. I'm not going to say his name because it's kind of hush for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, he got one that he's putting together, like all original stuff, but it's got, you can tell the 43, it has white, a white oil pump. It has white lifter blocks and white something else. And it's like that 43 only, like white lifter blocks, white oil pump, and a couple of like one year only super rare cool guy shit. So I don't know. You got a knucklehead? No, 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 no. <laughs> that is all out of my budget. I you got a collect. You got a collection of steeds right now. Shovel right? heads forever. That's it, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't have any cone shovels anymore, uh, but uh, that's still like probably my favorite bike. I love cone shovels. Dude, they're fucking great. But uh, I've got my '66, or I've got my '69, like my chrome and green generator shovel, and then I've got my the all black pan shovel that I did for People's Champ last year. Uh, was that last year? Yeah. Um, 
Yep, because this one is currently going. There's one that's currently going on right now for Born Free coming up in the summer. And then I was in the one last year. The Cliff one. Yeah, the one the Cliff one. I was in that one. That's a, that was a tough one, dude. Uh, I mean, I had a good time. Dude, they're all tough. <laughs> I mean, just the caliber of people dude. and the way they build and like, the, I mean, I think that that's probably one of the best things Born Free has. Not the. I mean, it is. It's one of the bigger draws. It's like it gets people excited all throughout the year. Uh, I was going through show class because I have like basically all the show classes. I have all of them. And so I was going through those from like 10 years ago, and I was looking at the Born Free bikes from like, say, what years now? Like a 2010 Born Free, you know, Born Free 4 or something like that. Looking at the, the caliber of Born Free bikes, and then when they started People's Champ, because I think this is People's Champ 8 or 9 or something, but looking at like People's Champ 2 and like what guys were doing for that, uh, it is insane the way that the craftsmanship and fabrication has increased tenfold. So if you went to Born Free 2 or 3 or whatever, guys were building great motorcycles. But, um, and this isn't taking away from it, but the motorcycles that were being built were still fantastic. But, as, but the, the fabrication and the engineering wasn't anything like it is now of like okay you were invited to build a bike for born free three and you're like i've got a panhead motor and i have this you know springer front end and you know i'm gonna get such and such to paint it and i'm gonna build some cool pipes and some cool sissy bars and you built a really nice motorcycle top-notch shit um and then every year and people trying to not outdo each other but like you know amongst you showcase their yeah, abilities amongst your peers or do better than you did last year type deal um, all right, well, now I'm going to build, I'm, I'm gonna build more than I did last year, or I'm going to design my own parts, or I'm going to re-engineer this, that, and the other, and then add in People's Champ where you have uh, you know, these no-name guys or like, you know, the lesser-known people trying to get amongst the big dogs that are building for Born Free, or however you want to say it, people trying to showcase themselves the people's champ, I mean, dude, fucking C.T. Newman and J.P. Rodman were in people's champ. I know. Um, so those guys just going like, all right, if you want to be, if you want to be in the, in the big leagues, win, win people's champ. And then, then the guys who were in Born Free are going, these quote unquote amateurs or, or, or guys that you don't know of are doing what? Like, oh, well, we have to up our game. And now every bike and every bike that's in Born Free is like scratch build everything. It is insane what people are doing building motorcycles now. Uh, and then, yeah, I find myself in something like that where I'm just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a half-rate mechanic and, uh, and like, I wouldn't call myself a welder by any means. Uh, but, yeah, the, the term bike builder, I don't know, man, I really like motorcycles and I can work on them pretty okay, but goddamn, some of the things that people do uh, in these shows is insane. It's just so humbling. Of like, man, some of y'all are really, really good. Well, and I, I love the approach that Cliff took because he like just did everything to the extreme. God, people involved everybody around him, you know, like so, and just made his presence felt. And that's really, I mean, that's how I found Cliff was just him doing Cliff every day. <laughs> that's, you that's know, the, like that's the best description. And Cliff I fucking doing Cliff. love it. I think. Uh, 
He won Born Free tickets on my show a few years ago. Oh, cool. Four People's Champ. And that's how, yeah, I think that's how my first connection. He ended up being friend. We had a mutual friend named Anthony who was out there. Okay. And, uh, and that's just Cliff. So to see him do the People's Champ, it was just like, he didn't really do anything that he doesn't normally do. Like, he literally just got put under a little bit of a spotlight. And, you know. Just Cliff being Cliff. Just Cliff being Cliff to the cliff. So he and I became friends when we were doing People's Champ together. And what, uh, what we kept laughing about was we received uh, probably the most attention out of People's Champ and definitely the most negative attention. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what we, you know, we kind of became friends over like, oh, hey, people hate your shit. People also hate my shit. And that's what we, we laughed about. It's uh, like, hey, man, there's no such thing as bad press. And the more people badmouth your stupid one one handed handlebar or you know my dumbass my my two super tall bars or, or goofy ass this and that and you're just like yeah but there's everybody's still talking about your bike yeah there's no such thing as bad press and uh, also it's also one of those things usually the people who badmouth the loudest are the least qualified to have a, a valued opinion dude. so anyone who was like. He, talking about his fucking exhaust will never work through the frame or, or this and that. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, but you don't build motorcycles. You don't know anything about motorcycles. They're like, you know, as far as the Instagram thing goes, it's always someone that's got like a stock Sportster or they've got a street glide. Uh, and it's like, you're going to tell me about this, that, and the other and what'll work and what won't and your, your bad opinion. But like, you're not qualified to like speak on What's any funny of this. is I, I was just oblivious to all that because I'd never, I just don't read into anything. Yeah, you know? I'd see what Cliff posts and I'm like, oh, that's sick. You know, and then, you know, as time goes on, I hear that he's getting a bunch of hate for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it was so good. I like man. see it one, was so good. one post from like somebody else that's like, this stupid one hand. I'm like, <laughs> stupid. But you, you know? knew about it. Yeah. I'm like, so no matter, no matter who's saying anything, you knew about it because there's no such thing as bad press. And oh. it fucking paid Cliff $12,000. Uh, honestly, man, everything he did, uh, that Springer design, the internal Springer design was incredible. He made that exhaust work through the frame. Of course, the one-handed handlebar is a gimmick. But, yeah, he would have done some goofy shit like that. He'd done, it. He'd done a one-handed handlebar before. Yeah, this before. wasn't the first time. The, the rabbit ears to a throttle where the bars meet on both sides of the throttle, he'd done that before. It's like... You're doing goofy shit for the sake of doing goofy shit because choppers are supposed to be fun. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was just Cliff being Cliff. Like, Absolutely. Like literally. Absolutely. And it's, I fucking love him. I love it. Oh, it's the best. And he's the best. And that whole crew, the nobody's crew, man, like. Solid gold. That's what it's all about is like dudes having fun, just doing motorcycle shit together. It's like the nobody's in San Diego and then the Haints in Birmingham. That's that's the dream, man. That's what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. You have a, a, a dozen of your friends that you get to go on a Tuesday afternoon. There's 10 of your friends all hanging out and a couple of phone calls and they have a Saturday, a Saturday type thing and they have 20 of their friends all doing chopper shit together. They get all the wives and girlfriends together and they go bowling on just like a, a, a whatever day. Just like, <laughs> It's kind of like that parking lot thing we're talking about. If you don't have to do anything, anything special to have a great time if you have 10 of your friends. And if yeah. you can get 10 of your friends together for a backyard hey, barbecue And the, and the other thing is, is if you don't have 10 of those friends, 
show up to Daytona and you will find, you will find them. We will be there. Come yeah, be we, friends with we us. We will be there. That's right. Man, that's so cool. So no. the people's champ. Yeah. Uh, did you find that it like, you know, it motivated you to, to dig outside your box, do some new things or try some new things out or... You know, what did it do for you? I definitely you? put in a lot more work than I would have because you're on, on like that stage or um, because I'm just, just looking at the dudes who uh, I was in there with, the level of stuff that they're, the, 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 their level of craftsmanship or uh, thinking out of, the bo- out of the box or doing some new shit or some cool shit. I'm just like, okay, well, if I'm, Supposed to be on their level. Yeah, I have to do things nice. I have to do things like up your game. So I was already, I already had that bike in my head and I was going to build that bike anyway. Um, But I probably did some stuff to a higher standard or spent a little more money, definitely spent some more hours on it. Because of because I'm in the I was in the in the people's in the spotlight yeah so yeah I ordered that uh, the frame that I did for that bike well back pedal the the donor motor for that I bought when I was in Pensacola and uh, I found a bike on on Craigslist or on Facebook Marketplace or something and it was uh, it was listed as 1959 shovelhead I was like okay cool and there's like one grainy dark blurry photo that's in a that barn sounds somewhere. like a lead right there absolutely that's either a scam or a lead and i'm more i'm worth checking it out yeah so i go out and the guy i hit up the guy and uh uh he gives me the address and he gives me the address saying the maps will only get you to this address and then from here you have to follow my directions down this dirt road that weeded out in, in, a lot in, of other people in, that might absolutely have showed up. in these backwoods and whatnot. So I get the address to here, and then you go down this gravel road onto this dirt road, and it turns out that this dude lived in the maintenance shop uh, on the backside of this golf course. He was the maintenance guy for the golf course, like Bill Murray. Carl, like Carl from Caddyshack. <laughs> this guy is Carl from Caddyshack. <laughs> With a fucking 59 shovel head. Cannonball, cannonball. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a, uh, uh, I get back there and I'm just like, and he's just backwoods, you know, North Florida, white trash, you know, a tweaker dude, but a good dude. And the guy's name was Floyd. And, uh, I, and he's telling me the story. He's been the maintenance guy. There's like one rich dude who owns a ton of property in Destin. And he owns these clubs and he owns this golf course and he owns this. And so he had opened this beach bar. And uh, there's like the main beach, like public beach that's in Fort Walton Beach is uh, uh, it's like a big, oh, what's what I'm looking for? I don't know, like the big lifted restaurants and all that that are right on the beach. And there's this nightclub called Floyd's. And it's called Floyd's because Floyd worked for this dude for 20 years as his maintenance guy. And when he needed So a, the rich guy named the bar after he, the yes, Caddyshack he named, guy. He named Floyd's the bar after Floyd, his maintenance guy, for the last 20 years. So now I'm in Floyd's shack that he lives in. And he's got this shovel head, this pan shovel that's sitting there. And, uh, and he's like 75 years old. And he said he had rebuilt the motor and gone through the bike last year. And uh, rode it for like the season and then uh, had dropped it and basically was over because he's like 70, 73 or something. And he's like, if you buy the bike, you got to take all the bullshit that goes with it. And it's like tubs of 
leather jackets and chaps and uh, I got a <laughs> sick pair of leather pants out of it. But it's like, yeah, there's parts and there's tires and there's helmets. You got to take all this bullshit. I'm done with motorcycles. And so I start flipping through some stuff and he's got receipts for everything when he built the motor and it's got S&S flywheels. Oh, so he didn't build it. He had somebody no, else no, no, build no. Well, it. No, he ordered everything and then he put it together. Okay. Um, but he did every, everything was like tight. But it's a uh, brand new Morris Magneto, psychoelectric generator, S&S, uh, flywheels, oil pump, heads, super e carburetor. Everything is nice and new. He's got in the tubs, he's got a brand new spare psychoelectric generator, another oil pump, uh, uh, just tons of parts. And I'm like, yeah, okay, uh-huh. And so we work out a deal. And, uh, and at the time, I was going to just flip it. And then when I get back to my shop and I start checking everything out, I'm like, oh, this is a score. Like, all right, well, I'm going to sit on this for a while. And so I dragged it out to California, and then I was gonna um, gonna build a bike out of it. And uh, I was wanting to get like a, a Mullins frame, like a single down tube frame. And uh, at the time, this is you know a couple years ago, you could, nobody was building those. You couldn't get one. You know now Reese Zilstra is producing all of them for Mullins, but like you just couldn't get one at the time. And uh, I think maybe RV was building them, but they were like really expensive. Yeah. Um, and so RV will build whatever you want. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't have, I don't have, you know, I can't afford a $3,000 frame. It's just <laughs> not in my budget. It's worth it. His shit's incredible. But, yeah. you know, it ain't, it, not in my budget. Uh, but Ben Jeff had just done People's Champ. And uh, he had started putting out that he was, you know, going to build frames if, if people were interested. So we worked out a deal and I bought one of his. Uh, he was just talking to Liam about it, too. But I got one of his single down tube swing arm frames. And I was like, well, I've never even seen, other than that one, one that Ben did, I've never seen a single down tube swing arm. I've also never built a swing arm frame. So yeah, let's, let's, let's check this out. Why not? Do something outside of, you know, I've built three, four rigid frames. Let's do something I haven't done before. Yeah. And uh, man, it was super cool. It was real challenging. It's a lot harder to do a good looking, functioning swing arm than it is to like, Anybody in the world can throw a panhead into a panhead frame and make a good-looking motorcycle. Um, There's a lot more work doing a swing arm. Uh, but, yeah, man, I really had fun with it. Uh, and it took me I don't know, probably like a year in total of I would be real fired up for like two to three months because that's like all I was doing and then get burnt out and it would sit for two or three months and then come back and work on it for a couple months and, you know, two or three volleys like that. But... Uh, yeah, well, when you got other bikes that are running and riding, dude, that's the other thing. Well, or when you have two or three other bikes that, that you're aren't, trying that to keep running, running and riding, riding. yeah, man, uh, <laughs> it's there are a lot. There are a lot of days where I'm like, you know what? I would probably be happier having one motorcycle. I'm like, I can give all my attention to one bike and keep it, you know, keep my one motorcycle good, you know, because like there are definitely times where I remember at one point, at one point I, I owned five motorcycles. And my buddy hit me up to go ride, and I was like, I, I can't go. Yeah. You know, it was just like all, uh, even my even my new bike, even my Dyna. I was like, the Dyna needs a battery, you know, uh, or you know, her starter cylinder or something. I can't remember. But I was just like, I have five motorcycles in my garage, and none of them none of them will make it right now. It's <laughs> like, all right, I need to readdress this. But uh, time to spend some time in the garage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
But yeah, man, the People's Champ thing was just, it was fun because, especially too, in reaching out to, I made friends with uh, Cliff and then Kyle, like Crazy Apes Kyle that's out on the East Coast. And we had our own little like group, group text where we just dicked around a lot and, and made jokes, you know, but it's just like that camaraderie of, hey, you're sick of working on your shit, me too, but here's what I'm working on and then here's what you're working on and just like that. Yep, we're gonna keep on keep on doing this, and then mm -hmm. you make friends. Like, I mean, who cares, man? Motorcycles are just motorcycles. You know that thing could, you know that that bike can get stolen tomorrow. Bummer. You know that sucks. But the friendships that you build through motorcycles, those aren't those are, are irreplaceable. You know, you can figure yeah. out more motorcycles. So that I mean, as cheesy as that should sound, that shit means a lot to me. So, uh, yeah, it, it was cool. Uh, it was cool getting to make friends with those dudes, and then when we all get together. That was the first time I met those guys, or I think I went down like a month before and I met Cliff, like the first time he rode his bike and when he filmed like his little video and watching him wheelie that thing is the sketchiest. Literally, it's the only motorcycle anyone's ever offered me to ride. He's like, hey, do you want to ride it? I'm like, no, you said no, no, I'm good, I'm good. You said no? <laughs> you should have taken him up on I should have, I should have. But... um yeah, man, uh, less, less is maybe more, but at the same time, I like a bunch of different motorcycles, so um, I don't know. I had fun with the whole deal, and then I've got, I brought that one down, and then I also brought my, my, uh, my chrome and green generator shovel, or the 60 69, so uh, I got a couple bikes down here, so uh, it's going to be a fun week. Fuck yeah, it is. So, and then also, too, like, I was like, I didn't want to... Uh, I was like, I'm going to drag out that black bike, and then if I have any issues with it all, I'm going to spend my week in Daytona working on that thing. And I was like, so uh, I was like, I got room in the van. I said, I'm going I'm going to bring both of them out, and I got a backup plan. Nice. Trying to have a good time. Well, come meet us in Daytona. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get out of here. Hell yeah. Thank you. All right, thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to fucking hit the track here in a little bit, man. I woke up way fucking early. I think Nick already walked off and is headed to the beach. So, I need to get this fucking show out there so I can go follow him out there, man. Figure out where he's at. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out mcshoptees.com, dangerdancetalkshop.com, knivesmadebynick.com, lowbrowcustoms.com. Dude, and uh, I hope I see you this weekend in Daytona. And if not, I hope that you... Uh, you go check out Flat Out Friday tonight or Mama Tried. This is a fucking action-packed weekend no matter where you're at. So get in where you fit in. Yeah.